Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Brad. Thank you for joining me today. I really thank you for doing that. I uh, saw an article that I thought you might be interested in. It's called The Good, the Bad, and the Just Plain Weird of How Coffee Affects Our Psychology. This is from uh, Inc.com. They they sometimes have some good articles. I I dig on this uh, website. But um, I've always talked about how great coffee is on this show. You know, I, I mentioned in previous episodes how, you know, it can actually prevent certain diseases. And I think it's good to, to give the whole story, though, because I don't want to be the guy that's just being delusional about this, this habit of mine. <laughs> and so we'll start with the good. Um, new study shows that it in- does, in fact, confirm what we've always known, you know, that coffee increases focus and productivity. I, I said a few weeks ago, this is why they give it to us at work is because, you know, it's, it's profitable for them for us to be all hopped up on coffee. Um, but it actually also leads to better memory, um, better recall, things like that. Um, it, it helps us to spot moving objects faster so you can actually see better. Um, so there's, there's a whole list of things that um, they said even drinking as many as five cups a day won't harm your health. So that's all good stuff, right? Wonderful things. There are some downsides, like with anything. And uh, the obvious is that it kind of, it messes with the sleep a little bit. I mean, if anybody has a, has a love for coffee like me, there might have been those days, you know, where it kind of gets away from you. You find yourself drinking coffee at like three in the afternoon. And then after you're done, you're like, oh, wow. If I do the math on this, because let's see. Caffeine has a half-life of 12 hours. So yeah, three in the morning, I should be ready to go to bed. <laughs> but there's, a, there's that. Um, if you've ever tried to stop drinking coffee, you know, you may have noticed that it's, it's sort of difficult. Um, I, I went through a period where I tried to give it up. And it just, you know, it wasn't worth it. Uh, my brain was foggy. I had headaches all the time. Uh, I wasn't the same guy. It definitely can compromise sleep, and I have been guilty of of using it as a sleep deprivation tool. You know, those nights where you don't get enough sleep, you drink more the next day, and it can quickly sort of cascade into a uh, a bad situation. Um, but this is probably my favorite part of the of this article. It talks about the weird effects that coffee has. Uh, they say that coffee is bad for your budget. And they're not talking about just how much coffee costs, right? They are saying that shoppers who consume coffee bought more items, spent more overall, and purchased more non-essential items than people that did not drink caffeine. Um, I don't know if that's true, but at least not for me. But um, maybe that explains, you know, all the Starbucks and the Targets. Man, I wish they probably should just give it away for free or at least at a severe discount. Um, but yeah, when you have that Starbucks at, a, at, at Target, especially this time of year, you know, like it, there's a certain, you know, retail rush that kind of happens, right? 
So let's pivot. Let's go from uh, psychology to neuroscience, because that's one of my favorite topics right now. Uh, you may have heard me say before that our thoughts create our reality. And neuroscience tells us that we think as many as 60 to 70,000 thoughts in one day. And out of those thoughts, as many as 90% are the same as the day before. And so what that means is those same thoughts lead to the same choices, which lead to the same behavior, which leads to the same experiences, and those produce the same emotions. And emotions that happen, you have enough of those, it starts to create a personality, which feeds back into creating more of the thoughts. And it just sort of becomes this echo chamber that basically totally drowns out our free will. And it wasn't until I stumbled upon Joe Dispenza that I learned this. Our brains are a record of the past. And so how do we change? Because change is hard. You know, I've always heard people don't change. You know, that was the prevailing wisdom of my youth is that basically you're born away and that's how you stay. And I could see where people would make that assumption because uh, from my perspective, most people don't change, but it's because of that pattern I talked about before, that, that loop that just kind of keeps going and going. So the question is, how do you make change when it's so difficult? The answer is we have to become aware of those subconscious patterns. And once you start observing the pattern, there's another step that I like to take. I like to practice something I call what-if mode. You know, I had been drinking for years. I mean, a long time. I started when I was, I had my first drink when I was 12 years old. And I just kind of kept going, you know, and it increased over the years. It never really got out of hand. You know, I didn't have trouble with the law or miss work or anything like that. But I got to a point where it just was not really serving me anymore. You know, alcohol and I parted as friends, but, you know, I would have just a few drinks and feel like, you know, like I had a flu or something the next day. And it just got to a point where I, I thought, you know what, this has to go. So I just thought to myself, like, what if I didn't do that? What if I didn't just automatically Friday after work go and have, you know, those drinks? What if I didn't do that? What would happen? play that tape forward. Oh, you'd probably get up a little earlier. You'd be able to get a hike in. You, you, who knows? You know, maybe you could bust the guitar out, maybe uh, work on a song or something like that. Because I wouldn't feel bad that next day. I wouldn't have that physical feeling of, uh, of, of what the alcohol was doing to my body. I basically had to become a new person. And I know that throws a lot of people off. Like whenever you want to change, you have to become someone else because the ego is like, whoa, we don't need to be anybody else. This is good right here. Why, why, why are you trying to, ch you don't need to change yourself. That's important. But, you know, before, if you had asked me, you know, 20 years ago, you think you'll ever stop drinking? The answer would have been a hard no. I'm not quitting drinking. That's who I am. And it was because it was just ingrained in my identity so I had to just go past that, become a different person. And that person, you know, had different standards than the old one. 
I love this Tony Robbins quote. Um, he said, we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our standards. And that's really what had to happen. You know, I set a standard where I wasn't going to feel bad the next day. Like, what, what's the point of that? You know, I don't, I don't enjoy being sick. So why like self-induce this flu-like symptom for, you know, just a few drinks. And when that started working, when that, you know, kind of clicked that, um, that I could make this change that I could, I had actually ability to, to, uh, to, to become a different person. I started exercising it in different ways. You know, I'd been at this job for like, oh gosh, over eight years. And, it, it had sort of run, it, run its course, you know? And I, I thought to myself, like, what if I had a different job, you know, where I made more money and it was a more positive environment and maybe I had more responsibility? Like, what would that be like? And I just let my mind sort of go with that. And it's interesting, our brains, because it really doesn't know the difference between reality and imagination if there is enough feeling behind it. And when you can sort of go into that what-if mode and you're thinking about whatever it is that you're looking to attract into your life and you feel it in your heart, not just your mind, that's when our brains you know, basically start to treat it like a reality now. And when you can match that, because again, our rec- our brains are a record of the past, right? It will then start to produce that feeling and that intention into, into the, your present moment before it even happens. And this is sort of the neuroscience way of whether you want to call it law of attraction or manifesting, whatever, this is how it works, is that we have to match our emotions to the state of something that hasn't even arrived yet. And I know it sounds like maybe a little out there, and um, how, how do I do that, right? There's, there's two places uh, in the day where we get into what's called a theta brain state, and this is, this is where children are for the first seven years of their lives. They, they just, you know, they can take one simple little toy and make it anything they want to. Sometimes it doesn't even have to be a toy. I mean, you remember, you played with sticks probably when you were a kid. It became like a sword or, you know, whatever you wanted it to be at the time. But yeah, it happens twice a day, right before you fall asleep and right when you wake up. Those are the two places that adults uh, can easily get into theta. And that's when you start practicing that what-if mode. I recently heard about athletes and great artists, basically anybody that's great in their field, they rehearse what's going to happen before the event. And so what I've started doing is I rehearse my episodes in my head the night before, that morning, whenever I happen to be up, just uh, before that first cup of coffee and before maybe I drift off to sleep, just kind of thinking about how well it's going to go, how I'm going to nail the point, how I'm going to you know, really say something useful and hopefully make somebody's day better. 
Well, thank you so much. I hope I've made your day better today. Um, you can let me know. The Coffee Buzz Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find my website with all the, the backlog episodes at thecoffeebuzzpodcast.com. I am on social media, at least a few of them. I don't know. I've got to pair it back, but uh, you know, it, you got to market too. You got to get the word out. So, you know, I'm just going to maybe cut back on a few. I'm not going to mention any names, but you can find me at the Coffee Buzz PC. Well, thank you once again, and I will talk to you next week.